0: Today's episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the GymAware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where GymAware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, What about cutting-edge information, or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 34th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of some of the top practitioners of the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by Altus' performance and innovation manager, Matt Tomey. Matt, thanks for being with us today, bro.
1: Thanks, Jay, glad to be here.
0: Yeah, man, always great to catch up. Before we get rockin' a little too much, brother, who is Matt Tomey?
1: Well, uh, yeah, as we just talked about off, uh, off camera, uh, dad, obviously, um, dad, husband, Currently, PhD student. Which those three things right there are enough to try and juggle <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, super difficult um, to to kind of balance those things, but it's been a good challenge, good learning experience. Um, you know, from a professional standpoint, the the reason why I started my PhD was really just to to get better as a as a coach as a strength coach so to learn more about what I can do to uh, whether it's inform my practice inform what coaches are doing um, just just to continually improve decision making throughout the training process so um, it's been a great learning experience so far and I'm only really just getting started it feels like
0: yeah dude and that's some some challenging things, especially when you're trying to kind of cross that blurry line as to where we can and can't impact sport practice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's been great working with, uh, Robin Thorpe as well. You know, uh, he coming from 10 years of experience prior to, to Altus at Manchester United. So day-to-day basis working with him has been just such a good learning experience in terms of how to apply some of these principles in a practical way so great conversations great great mentor for me
0: that's awesome man and a guy who's bounced all over the country been coaching at a bunch of different levels a super inquisitive dude a guy who's had a huge impact of everything we do here in cvasps and is now trying to change his first name from matt to doctor (laughs) learning has been important for you so if you wouldn't mind for us, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that when I think about this, it's, it's almost more so, well, I, I think originally it's one instant uh, when, when I was there at Richmond with you and then it's been something that's almost been a reoccurring theme that I've seen over and over again throughout uh, any aspect of training, whether it's strength development, conditioning, uh, speed development, or sports science now as I'm digging into that. And it's really just keep things simple and don't forget about the essentials. It's, it's easy to get carried away uh, in what you're currently reading or what's new or what people are currently talking about. And I think that, and I think you and I did this a few times, is that you sometimes need to slow down and go back and kind of reground yourself and say, what is the most important thing that we're doing? How can we accomplish that? Rather than let me add this and add that and add this. And before you know it, you have three different things that are kind of aimed toward one goal when you could really simplify that if you went back to the foundations and kind of figured out what is most important, uh, what is going to make these athletes better right now. So I think, like I said, it's been something that I definitely learned was an epiphany uh, when we were working together, but then have seen over and over again.
0: Yeah, I think I can pretty much pinpoint the exact project (laughs) we were working on, too, when that kind of hit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Might have been a book <laughs> that we were trying to translate that someone else might have made some money off of, and we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, just I, think leave, that yeah. I, know, I think I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get specific with names, but yeah.
0: No, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh <laughs> not too... and, and that's not just funny. That that's not just funny because of the point that's funny because of all of the stupid stuff that we were doing to try to figure all that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if to come guys, back to the
1: beginning yeah basically.
0: yeah like so for those listening uh because we're having definitely an ab conversation right now uh, basically <laughs> what it was was matt and i decided and this was back when i was in my 30s and way less gray and not nearly as fat um that we decided we were going to try some specific methods to see how they would fit um and I probably almost died like four times during all of this. Like, it was
1: it was awful. <laughs> yes, yes. Was,
0: ew, oh, gosh. But the moral of that story, too, is <laughs> if you're not willing to try it to figure out how awful it is, you better not put it on paper for the kids you're training.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great thing. And I was doing that, you know, before coming to Richmond, but also learned even more from you too, is that like, we got to try some of this stuff and and you learn, you learn a little bit about, uh, some, not just some of the logistics, but if, if things are even reasonable (laughs) to put on paper with an athlete, reasonable Uh, is a great word. Yes. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, to be young and dumb. But anyway, so. (laughs) <laughs> you're you're also an inquisitive dude i mean obviously right like you're you're studying for your your doctoral degree you know a guy who has been really at the front lines of driving sea vasps and trying to help us all figure things out so i'm fired up for this one bro if you could ask one question and you know you would get the answer what would that be and why
1: yeah you know this is something that i thought up too and there there are so many questions you know it's a that this this puzzle is never ending which is what makes makes this feel great Uh, but I as I thought about this something that's not necessarily training related is how what's the best way that we can kind of create a collaborative performance team And I'm thinking, you know, I think back most of my experience was obviously in college athletics and you have a sport coach, you have sports med and you have strength and conditioning as the three primary touch points for the athlete. How do we get those three groups of people working together in a collaborative way? What's the most uh, or what's the what's the best way to approach that situation? I think it's a challenge that all of us have time to time, and I think that uh, just being able to do that, we'd be able to tap into each other's expertise, each other's knowledge, and definitely improve the outcome uh, if we were able to do that. So I think it's something that, that's probably a question that anybody working in college athletics or athletics at almost any level has right now. So I think that's that's an important one. Yeah, dude, especially
0: because I think that more often than not, like it's not a triangle. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like there's teams where like you have an awesome sports med practitioner and then you bump heads with the coach or you have a great coach, but the sports med practitioner maybe isn't the best. Or, you know, there are times, believe it or not, even to people that are listening that the the sports med person's great and the head coach is great and the coaching staff's great, but the strength coach is kind of a blockhead.
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so in some ways, it it's definitely starts with the people, right, and then them actually wanting to collaborate, uh, for sure. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, it's not always a triangle. Or, uh, I mean, the triangle should should shift. I think I, Charlie Weingroff talked about this last year at the the seminar, also, right? Who's who's quarterbacking this this aspect of what the the athletes are doing who's taking the lead on this so that triangle should shift kind of depending on what the current goal is or just the time of day all right it's sport practice or it's time for the athletes to be in the weight room or they're rehabbing or they're doing some recovery work in the athletic training room so obviously it should shift to time to time but having everybody on the same page is huge to continue to make that process move forward no doubt man no doubt. I
0: like that, that that whole idea of the ebbs and flows of the times during the day. I think Charlie said, like, everybody gets a chance to carry the ball or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that yeah. was a great talk, too, man. That was a great talk. Yeah, it was. Well, listen, Matt, let me get you out of here on this one, dude. Like, a guy who's studious and coaching people and digging into all the research. Uh, I'm also really excited to hear what your escape is, especially because of the change in scenery and see how that might have changed it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's changed it a little bit. In Michigan, I would I would have said probably getting out and mountain biking or hiking, snowshoeing, <laughs> you know, in in that climate here. Snow uh, something.
0: Snow, snow something. something.
1: Yes, yes. Just for just for nine or ten months of the year. Uh, up there. <laughs> here, here, really lucky. Phoenix has been awesome. Uh, you know, my wife and, and I have really enjoyed it with sun every day. Uh, so, it makes it easy to get outside and do some of those things. So, really, for me, it's still probably going on a, a hike, getting out. You know, Phoenix, if people haven't been here, uh, I didn't know this before moving here, is that there are lots of Great hikes, mountains—you know—within ten minutes of drive of almost anywhere where you're at, uh, or you can get out, do a quick hike, come back. Um, whether that's by yourself or most of the time, it's so getting out and doing that on the weekend, um, just fun thing. Maybe maybe hitting up a brewery after two. Um, which <laughs> even though my, my daughter's two years old, <laughs> still, I want to go to the brewery and have a burger and hang out. <laughs> no so, joke. uh, it's funny. So yeah, escape definitely getting out in, in nature, doing something like that. Um, maybe hitting up a brewery after.
0: Awesome brother. Yeah, dude.
1: And I wouldn't have guessed
0: that, but yeah, I mean, like if you just look at the map, like where like Phoenix is kind of at the bottom of all of it, like I could see there being a ton of cool stuff now i mean of course instead of like i don't know what did you guys have in the up like mammoths and like you know like sasquatches <laughs> like animals that no one else knew existed <laughs> yes. now you yes. got snakes and scorpions
1: i haven't seen a scorpion actually but yes they kind of sit in pockets uh but we have seen a few few rattlesnakes around um but it's only certain times a year and you just gotta stay on the trail yeah i'll pass i'll
0: pass on that one i'm I'm good without (laughs)
1: rattlesnakes
0: but nah man dude always great to see you always great to chop it up man appreciate your time glad you're you're kicking butt down there homie appreciate it yeah bro Well, we'll be in touch real soon cheers